Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow. And I'm talking to you tonight, uh, pre-recorded still. Um, and I'm here with John Roberts and Sue Timberlake. Hello. Hey there. But I think we've got the hope that um, we will be able to uh, go back to the studio uh, this coming week. Yes. Yes. You know, yes. barring any sudden crises or weird health issues that may crop up. But <sighs> all three of us have had our shots. And uh, as of today, I am now, f- you know, reached the full uh, development period for my vaccination. And you guys were way ahead of me. So we're all fully vaxxed. Yes. So we hooray. Are fully vaccinated. Um. Take we, that, COVID. We have our passports and everything. Because I know Sue loves the, the vaccination passports. I know you got yours <laughs> laminated. Do not laminate your yeah. vaccination card, by the way. Everybody, I was going to say, you have the vaccination card? Or is there a different I, passport I, thing that I didn't get? No, there's not a – but uh, everybody, if He's you – You euphemism. Yeah. If you have a vaccination card, um, you know, you get one, they, they, they write down when you got it. So you have proof of when you got your vaccination and uh, do not laminate it. Do not. I know like some places are going to be updated because if you need a booster, then they need to write on it. So I was actually planning to take a picture of that and carry it on my phone. Yes. Take a picture of it, put it on your phone. That's good. That's fine. But um, if you, if there needs to be like a national booster shot or something like that, then uh, you don't want that laminated because they only, they'll need to write that down. So um, keep it safe, keep it secret and uh, make sure that you know exactly where it is. It's definitely a service announcement from Civil Politics. <laughs> it's definitely but I somewhere on having Earth. to produce mine for anybody. So I mean, that's fine. <laughs> Just don't <laughs> laminate it. I don't care. <laughs> so uh, if you can always uh, laminate a copy, yeah, if you yeah want there to. you go. If uh, any of our listeners want to. Uh, uh, get in touch with us and brag about their vaccination status or lament theirs as, as well. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And you can email us at civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org, uh, at civilpoliticsfm uh, on the Twitter or uh, facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. It's our community there. Um, if you want to listen to previous episodes of the show, like the pretty good interview we did last week, actually, with the woman from the uh, National Coalition for Incarcerated and Formerly Incarcerated Women and Girls about their campaign to fight voter suppression, uh, go to civilpoliticsradio.com and listen to not just that. Uh, uh, were we actually yes, we able did. to- Yes, and we it's did. It's uploaded on Thursday night at just before recording. Uh, we have an additional supplemental web-only extra about the various um, possibility of opposition to their work. Uh, it was a really interesting uh, diversion from the uh, from the original conversation, um, and 
yeah, it should be. It's a it's a good listen. So check it. Check that out. Civilpoliticsradio.com. It's our it's at the top of the page right now. So this and that will be live on the web, you know, ready to listen to by the time this this episode airs. It is live on the web, ready to listen to as this episode is being recorded. Even better. Yep. So everybody that can't hear me right now because it's because <laughs> you're listening to me from from the past, uh, <laughs> just go to the website. It's fine. Yes, that's true. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and listen to us live next week. Uh, where live, the sound live. live live, and the sound quality will hopefully not be too bad, even though we won't have our carefully customized bespoke uh, uh, recording spaces or whatever you you laugh but the the tailoring that i do it can be can be described as bespoke yes (laughs) (laughs) so anyway yeah oh go ahead john we're sorry no i was gonna be like so what's up what's up for tonight mike uh i think we should start with a good old bit of partisan political bickering because republicans are terrible and democrats are awesome and i'm a democrat so <laughs> hooray or something yeah. um all i can say is we <laughs> let's go yeah i'm just gonna sit in the back and go shifty eyes right <laughs> like, yeah sure yeah, yeah <laughs> you're yeah. just gonna lie there like mercutio and go a plague on both your houses mm, i won't say that loud <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I will. <laughs> yeah, I will totally say that. <laughs> just, just, just don't let somebody stab you before you say it, man, because that would be really sad. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so, uh, Sue, I know you and I, uh, actually agree on you know a number of important things, and one of them is we aren't in favor of you know uh, violent mobs attacking the Capitol, threatening to hang the vice president, and trying to stop Congress from certifying an election. <laughs> Did I say law and order? Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So but my party is uh, doing some shenanigans. So, yeah, well, at least some people like a like a extreme faction within it, which is sadly quite large, a good proportion of the party, maybe the majority even. I, I don't know. Like I, I see different uh, reports on that. So. You know, yeah. I don't I don't pretend to be an expert on the internal dynamics of the Republican Party. But regardless, uh, there is a, a move. The House passed a, a measure and the Senate is going to be uh, addressing a measure uh, that measure to um, create a national bipartisan commission to fully investigate uh, what happened on January 6th, uh, much in the same way that we had a national commission to investigate what happened on 9-11 back 20 years ago. Um, and. I don't know. I mean, I think that's that's a good idea. I think that's a useful thing to to do to like get to the truth so that the public understands what's the the full extent of the problem and maybe how bad it could it should... be in the future and how far how much what we need to do about it. And I, I think and I broadly have... you agree with me on that, but maybe you don't. What do you think? Well, I was going to ask you: Do you think like the nine eleven commission versus some of the other you know commissions that are formed by Congress? Do you think it should have uh, congressional f- folks on it, or do you think they should be external folks? Do you think they, that it provides a different perspective when it's not people who are running for office, you know, sometimes retired presidents and, you know, I, certain I think, people of agencies? I think it would be, I think it's appropriate to have some people from Congress on it, but if it's going to be, you know, an actual 
you know, a, a special commission kind of thing, you know, and we've done these for other things like, you know, the Challenger disaster had a, a, yeah. a commission and whatnot. You know, I, I can think. Can you say O-rings? Yes. Yes, you can. <laughs> you know, and having, uh, uh, you know, experts from within, you know, the astronaut community for that made sense. But also having people from outside who are like, I'm not part of this, you know, like Richard Feynman, you know, good idea. So, yes, I think there should be some people from Congress on this commission, but I think it'd also be fine if, um, you know, it, it, it's, if it has some or even a majority of people who aren't from Congress. Just, you know, I want I, – I would like this commission to have, have – Historian? Uh, well, maybe an historian, yeah, but like, like sober, responsible people who are, you know, good at investigating things because that's what we need. I that rules out Congress – well, I, I think I think one, hey, come one on. I think Katie is... Porter and Liz Warren are two people who are good at investigating this stuff. For example, do you see how Liz Warren raked Jamie Dimon over the coals over overdraft fees uh, earlier this week? God, Jamie Dimon. No, I didn't see that, I but she, see that she did well. a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because that, so. well, ju- this was just this week uh, during the uh, uh, because you know uh, so last over the past year because of you know the pandemic doing things to the world economy, uh, the U.S. Federal Reserve basically allowed banks, offered them uh, uh, no faults, no fees, overdraft protection. Like, hey, if you're running a negative balance with us for a while, that's cool. We'll give you it. You know, we won't we won't penalize you and you can take the time you need to 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 settle your accounts and get back in the black. And the Federal Reserve also said, we strongly advise you to do the same for your you know, personal consumer banking customers, because, you know, that's, that's the reason why we're doing this so that you can pass, you know, this consideration on to, uh, the American people and none of them did. (laughs) And it's a, it's a source of of fees. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and Wells Fargo alone collected one and a half billion dollars in fees over the past year from those overdraft fees. Uh, and uh, Senator Warren was like, Hey, are you going to, you know, give any of that those back to people, and he just said no. It's like hmm, okay. Oh, so, is Jamie Diamond head of Wells Fargo JP now? J.P. Morgan isn't he? A, uh, he's at Goldman Sachs. Oh, J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I I, I confuse yeah. my 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 long-standing bank corrupt with bank with another one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you by know. the way, Bank yeah. of America closed all its branches in the area. The, the, the Northampton ones closed. Holyoke's closed. Really? Yeah, it's they they've been uh, playing. Uh, you try and you 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 try and make your deposits at a bank, and they keep moving where we can from my job. I you know they they close Northampton. They open Holyoke. They close Holyoke. They close. They open Northampton. They just closed it again, and now I think the nearest one is Amherst Center, and it's actually more of an investment place than a bank bank. Yeah, it's weird. I don't. I don't know if they're pulling out of the marketplace, or they just they have may, too many people out sick, or I don't know. It's possible uh, they are. They are. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I I can speculate, uh, but I honestly don't know. I hadn't noticed that. Um, yeah. Because I I don't I don't do my personal banking with Bank of America. You know. So. I I never would either. But a lot of corporations, there's you know relationships across the country, so. Well, as, as, as I've mentioned from time banks. to time, I am a, you know, uh, the the proud inheritor of a, of a family trust and Bank of America is actually managing it. But so, yeah, they might be think, focusing on the investment bank business and getting away from the personal banking business. Yeah, there are more restrictions on what you can do if you're taking deposits. 
Um, you know, I just noticed something. <laughs> no. His name is Diamond, not Diamond. Yeah. I thought it was yes. Jamie Diamond. Does oh. that make sense? Yes. No, I don't know <laughs> what Diamond is, but yeah, D-I-M-O-N. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, that that's unfortunate about the Bank of America I, thing, but... I agree. Oh, good. Yeah, for anybody that, that uses it. I mean, I use I use um, credit unions and cooperatives, cooperative yeah. banks where you're actually an uh, owner yep. of the bank. Good. I like that plan, too. So uh, yeah. getting back to Congress, uh, Sue, uh, uh, what do you think? Well, do, do you think we should have some kind of uh, January 6th commission? Uh, uh, and what do you think it should who do you think should be on it? And uh, what do you think about the Republican opposition to it? Because it's politically embarrassing for them. Did I say Benghazi yet tonight? No, but you haven't. Thank you. <laughs> you haven't. Thank you very much. That please, is indeed the obvious please, uh, thing to mention. Yeah. <laughs> so I always like commission, blue ribbon commissions. I like people who are independent and retired so they don't have political pressure to do them. And I, and I feel strongly that the, the task should be narrow enough so that you don't get off onto uh, down rat holes like we do on our show and off on side trips, but you actually look at the issue at hand. And I think, you know, the fact that people storm the Capitol in this country is hugely important, historic, and needs to be thoroughly understood. Yeah, I, you know, I, I feel strongly they probably need to reorganize the Capitol Police and, you know, have SWAT teams. And, you know, I, I think it, I think that attack proved how unprepared we are. I mean, I, I, I think the Capitol should be open and people should be able to access it. And it's a symbol for this country, how accessible it is and how open it is. But I, I do think we need a pretty serious protection team because, yeah. you know, I've watched um Olympus and what are those science, not science fiction, but those um, gratuitous violence movies where they take over the White House or. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like White House Down. Yeah. White and, House um, Down. Uh, Olympus has fallen and. Yeah. And can't get up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I, I, you know, I've watched those and thought, oh, they must have more protection than that. Well, after J January 6th, we don't. We really don't. They were not ready for that. Or well, any kind of attack. This is one of the things, I, uh, reason why I think we should have this commission, because uh, I've, you know, read news stories or whatever that we're suggesting or, you know, that we're saying like, well, uh, the reason they weren't prepared is because there were deliberate efforts uh, by the executive branch to not be prepared, to like just let it happen. And so uh, uh, I, I think a reasonable question would be if the Trump administration had actually wanted to prevent some, what happened? I wanted to prevent a a violent fracas with rioters uh, breaking into the Capitol and whatnot. Uh, would it have happened? Would they have had more people there ready to fight them off? And well, and would they've been able to? I don't know. Physical barriers that they could break through windows, you know, with sure. pipes. You know, that just that real basic sort of physical. But if they deployed and, twice as many troops armed with, you know, batons and tear gas and whatnot, you know, if they'd had more people there ready to just hold off the crowd, would that have, have done the job? I mean, forget like having yeah. guys with machine guns ready to gun them all down, which, you know, well, I, I think would have been horrifying. And I'm glad that didn't happen. <laughs> 
because but holy I would crap, like, we don't I would need like that. people there with automatic we- weapons. And I I know there are people on the roof usually, and I'm sure and, they're around and, in D.C. somewhere. <laughs> well, and 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 then you know to have discovered that the Pentagon was wooden, and that's why when yeah. the plane hit it, it it basically burned a whole section of the Pentagon. I yeah. mean, I think that's surprising to most Americans that, that the White House wasn't better defended and that the Pentagon was still an old wooden structure that didn't really have a lot of, um, you know, sort of, it hadn't been hardened in any way. And the White House, that's true too, it seems. I mean, if they could go through those windows with a pipe, a bullet could go through those windows. So, yeah, it's sort of frightening. Because, so, you know, a sniper a rifle could be two miles away almost from that White House and shoot through the window. So, uh, Well, it, I, uh, I don't know much about sniper rifles, so I, I don't know. But regardless, okay. what do you think about the uh, attempts to, to, to stymie it, the Republicans' threat to filibuster? Yeah, I, had, I haven't heard what's happened like just like today. So if you guys know things, I, I worked all day, so I actually if haven't I, seen any of the news. If John, I can please break go in ahead. here, um, mm-hmm. a few things. One, uh, to your earlier question, should congressional people – I don't think that people that were directly affected by an attack should be on a commission researching the attack. Oh, good point. Hmm? Well, very good point. Uh, if they if they want a, a commission, then they should have experts. They should have people that were um, – that can know about the legal ramifications so like like uh experts on law and experts on um on uh mobs Command riots, control uh c- yeah. control like law enforcement like they they should have experts on that too because we are looking for facts we are looking for research we are looking for definite conclusions and i don't think politicians especially those who were hiding a- away from a mob that were trying to kill them, uh, I don't think they should really be in on that. You know, it's like, like operating on, on a relative, like you can't do that. (laughs) Get, you're too involved. You're too close to it. This should be very Grenade alert. Yeah. Grenade alert. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) Okay. Hold on. (laughs) Also, um, the, uh, Joe Manchin, Mr. Joe Manchin, um, of West, Mr. Senator Moderate from, Democrat, Senator from West Virginia, Democratic yep. Senator from West Virginia, released a statement concerning the commission. There is no excuse for any Republican to vote against the commission since Democrats have agreed to everything they asked for. Mitch McConnell has made his political position, thinking it will help. Oh, Mitch McConnell has made this his political position, thinking it will help his 2022 elections. They do not believe the truth will set you free, so they continue to live in fear. That oh, is that's no a good man. one. Yeah. That's I would good. So he's that laying down a... If, if he yeah. said, um, okay, we're going to set aside the, the, um, the filibuster. Yeah. He didn't say that. No. Not yet, anyways. Yeah. But yeah, he's not. They're not sitting aside the filibuster. Not they're not getting rid of the filibuster, partly because of Joe Manchin. Yes. So good job, Joe Manchin. I guess. Well, Straddle. I mean, he, well, he and Kirsten Cinema are are the two people who are you know keeping the filibuster and the Republican Party's ability to obstruct 
you know, actual good governance, uh, you know, alive. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, so, oh, you uh, should vote for it. Like, okay. What, was it just a statement from right him? Now. Didn't she release a statement as well? I uh, I don't know about her. I just, I just found this one. Um, okay, because I, I thought for one from her too. I think the, I think they might have released a joint statement actually. So this let's... was not a joint statement. All right, um, well. but I will look for uh, a uh, a statement from her. They, but the plan still is to for the Republicans to filibuster this. Um, that statement was put out at nine a.m. on the twenty seventh. So, um, which was Thursday? Yeah. Yes. As, well, I uh, I guess we'll have to see. Whether or not, uh, you know, his attempt to shame uh, enough Republicans to to vote for it works. It's not happening. Well, if it doesn't, we'll see how he responds to that then. Yeah, it's not. It's not. I mean, if this if this happens, then I'm hoping that this will like the and I can understand what his hesitation of getting rid of the filibuster is. I can understand it because yeah. Yeah, you don't too. want the majority to have complete and utter control. Uh, that is that, but the, the problem is when a tool gets abused, then that is when the tool should be taken away. Yes. I can build stuff with a hammer, but if I'm it, but if, if you're allowing me to have a hammer and then I smack you in the head multiple times, then you're going to take the hammer away and you're going to say, no, you can't use that hammer because you don't know how to use it. You are keeping us from building a house. Stop hitting me with a hammer. So I do wish yeah. they'd turn it back into you have to you have to hold the floor, and when you yeah. get tired, then the vote vote happens. I think that's a good compromise. But yeah, or um, less senators or or more senators. They need like, or they or uh, you can't do it in secret. Because that's not a that's not a part yep. of it. Like you don't nope, have, you have to, to do stand it on the floor, and well, you no. have to actually fill a bluster. Because then, I mean, then you know who it and, is. And the, yeah. the cloture vote is actually something that's openly held, and you yeah, can't say. Yeah, if it's ah, openly, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, like yeah. the the whole like standing up. That's like for show and everything. They can do that, whatever. But like the and they could. Well, people Put run that. out of steam. It actually forces the vote. That's the trick is that people get tired it, and they can only keep it up for so long. Well, and then the vote really, actually happens. Well, it and really it used to on, the, on the process that do. But the yeah. thing. The well, it used thing, to be that, you know, if we didn't vote on, on this and we kept up debate, the Senate couldn't do anything else. So it would I really gum up the works. Thing. And now the Senate can like say, well, we'll set this aside and talk about other stuff for a while and then come back to this. So. Yeah, yeah, the problem is that yeah, that see, would I think be. You have to really force it to, to head. The problem is that would right. be a that would be something that they'd want to do anyway. the The major thing should be that if you want to filibuster something, then it needs to be public. You need to have a vote on the floor. You can't just be like, "Oh, I'm going to filibuster." You need to say, "Like, okay, if you're going to filibuster, you need to be on the floor. You need to voice your opposition." Yes. And well, it used to be that, that everybody. Hated that, hated the people that were filibustering because they were there for the whole week, and they missed Christmas. And yeah, yeah, it it is painful for them. I mean, that's part of the concept. But I get what you're saying. You know, open, yeah, so that you see what's happening. That yeah. is the only way to really combat something like this because the 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 biggest thing isn't how long it lasts. It, the biggest thing is that they are hiding who is doing it. It's not just the Republican Party. They are getting. X number of senators to say no. 
So, or one person to say no. They, I mean, you only need like a few, a couple people. So if you have to have a vote open like that, then it would change the dynamic. Yeah. Well, uh, the- and you don't want to have a someone standing on the floor of the Senate because that will make them look like heroes. You don't want to do that. Well, the the yeah, I'm, uh, the problem Unless with the film- green green eggs and and ham. Exactly, right. that's the thing. Well, the problem with the filibuster is that it prevents a majority of the people. Uh, of the representatives of a majority of the people from actually doing what the majority of people want, which is anti-democratic. Um, I certainly understand the importance of not steamrolling the minority, you know, just because, you know, like the famous example of like, you know, uh, uh, four wolves vote to eat, vote to eat you for dinner and you vote for salad. Well, that's democracy in action. Like I get it, but, you know, at the same time, Part of the problem we're having here in this country is uh, policies that are widely supported and that would be beneficial and that most people want to see happen and and voted for are being held up by uh, an intransigent minority. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I said. Like you take the the, the tool away. Right. So I I, I think in the end, um, finding ways to uh, allow you know, preserve uh, some, you know, minority uh, power without um, allowing that kind of obstruction is, is on the whole a good idea. I don't know. Um, Are we, uh, are we at the point where we have to stop for the half hour break? Uh, We have a minute or so. Okay. So I don't know. So are, are we, uh, well, Sue, uh, if the, uh, if the, the members of your party in the Senate led by, you know, uh, Mitch, Mitch McConnell, um, the our bet noir. If he, um, <laughs> if if they, uh, you know, won't support this, if they filibuster the uh, the commission, uh, do you? How do you think? How would you? How do you want the Democrats in the Senate to respond? What would you like to see them do? Should they just shrug their shoulders, or should they get rid of the filibuster, or do you have some crazy other idea? Oh boy, I don't know. I I guess um, I think that Mitch McConnell is making a mistake, and that it may actually uh, bounce back on us on the party in the next elections. Because I think a lot of the American public really want to know what happened. Yeah, but I mean, the next election is is you know almost a year and a half away. You know, at this point, you know, couldn't someone do it privately, or like, couldn't they do it? Like, I'm sure there's a way to do it, like without. Without congressional, like full congressional approval, oh, there's you know oh, you they mean could to have, have a commission? Yeah, yeah, congressional committees. That's that's what they do, and they have much less premature. Premature. I'm yeah, saying that's that wrong. The thing. They need to be able to send out subpoenas and everything. Right. I mean, they, you could have well, like a can, like a select committee in the house or ignored, a special prosecutor or yeah, whatever. Trump ignored those committees. He didn't respond to them actually, yeah. which is yeah. a precedent setting. But they do have subpoena power and. The, the courts really need to enforce that, but well, yeah, I'd like it, I'd it, like to see the the full fledged commission and if not they're have subpoenaing it be a, a the uh, records from committee. the uh, from the executive branch. I don't think the Biden administration is going to fight them. I think it's going to like yeah, well, you, know, you, you valid subpoena, of course we'll honor it. Yeah, you know, yeah, but you know, the congressional committees. I didn't want to say it a second time, but Benghazi what was it eleven yeah. different hearings into that, God, and yeah. it's you know. 
none of none of them stuck. None of them should have stuck. And, it, you know, it was a waste of time. And so I worry that if they don't do this properly, I, you know, I, it's, I agree. It won't but be part good of for the, the country. Why it was a waste of time is because they had a commission, which made sense to investigate this thing that happened that was bad. And they found, among other things, that, you know, while uh, there had been some mistakes made by various uh, government figures and bad things that happened, you know, uh, uh, the secretary of state, Hillary Clinton, had not, you know, lied to anybody or, you know, committed a crime or, you know, ordered that uh, people be left to die or any of that stuff. And uh, the other 10 commissions after that were, you know, uh, because the Republicans didn't like that answer. It's sort of the same logic behind the uh, ongoing kangaroo ballot recount in Arizona right now. So, well, kangaroo implies a court. Yeah, <laughs> and and I I wouldn't take it that far. I mean, I think haven't they damaged even the fact taking the voting um, machines out of the control of the government means that they have to be re um, basically gutted. Yes. Because they they could have some spyware on them or something, some worms I, I, or trojans. I think so, yeah. but it doesn't matter. The point is they can they'll do this, and then whenever they feel like they're done, they'll announce like, "See, it was all totally rigged, and Trump won." And the people who want to believe that will believe that, and it'll go on. And that's exactly what happened with Benghazi. So we should take a break now. Okay. Yes. Oh, now that I've thrown a grenade. Times. And it'll be like (laughs) sitting there and maybe we'll ignore it and do something else when we come back. But yes. So uh, we're going to take a short break, play some PSAs, promos and station IDs uh, here on Civil Politics on Valley Free Radio. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. As the COVID-19 vaccines become available, you might be asking yourself, should I get it? And if I do, will I be able to go about life without putting my family at risk? You've got questions, and that's normal. The fact is, the vaccines are safe and effective. They're going to save lives. To get the latest on the COVID-19 vaccines, visit GetVaccineAnswers.org. Because getting back to the moments we miss starts with getting informed. It's up to you. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. You have the right to know. The right to know about culture. The right to know about the economy. The right to know about technology and to know about sports. You have the right to know about education and politics and the weather. You have the right to know what's happening abroad and in your backyard. But above all else, you have the right to know that this right is under attack and we must work to protect it. Because in order to be free, we must be informed. Understand the threats. ProtectPressFreedom.org. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. 
We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. to Evidence-Based Radio, Science and Skepticism from a Feminist and Socialist Perspective. Every week, we explore the interesting and important stories in science with a focus on the positive. Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, or at evidencebasedarada.com. That's 6 to 7 p.m. Fridays on Valley Free Radio. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. Uh, I'm Michael Dow. I'm still hosting with John Roberts and Sue Timberlake, and I'm going to be a total partisan jerk. And Sue, you didn't say <laughs> answer my question about uh, the filibuster. <laughs> Just, you know, um, uh, do you like the filibuster at all? Or are you like, nah, it just sucks, but whatever, or that's how it is? Or, uh, you know, um, how much do you like the filibuster and how much do you think uh it should be preserved uh versus having uh the january 6th commission or some other important measure like election reform passing through congress what do you think well first let me i'm just kidding that's how politicians <laughs> dodge the question first let me address how nice it is that you invited me here yeah now yeah. the other thing i was going to say is at the end of the day which is the other thing politicians always say uh-huh. so Never mind at the end of the day. By lunch, I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> the, the, the filibuster is really important. And I, I agree with you guys on the tyranny of the majority. I mean, I, I've been in many circumstances, given my lifestyle and life story, where, you know, the majority really didn't have much use for who I was or what I was doing. Um you know, I've worked in organizations where we had to re-engineer them. And if the employees all had a vote, you know, the company probably would have gone out of business because, you know, people's interests weren't aligned with what had to happen for the organization to survive. So I, I think the filibuster should remain. I think it's really important. And I do worry when there's such gridlock because that's the part that's so hard when people don't act responsibly with really responsible jobs. I don't know how you, you know, how, how you set rules that force them to behave responsibly. I mean, I think a lot of our civilization depends on people having, you know, sort of reasonable expectations and, um, you know, pretty good values, however you define that. Um, you know, it, 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 it performs a role and I just I worry that they have made it so secretive that somebody could just say, OK, put, you know, turn the little toggle down and we're just going to put it in filibuster and then they go home for the holiday weekend. I think it has to be painful to do it. I think it has to be important enough that it's painful for the people that are filibustering. And I think it should be painful for everybody because, the, the, you know, the Senate or the House has to stay in session 
you know, that no other business can be done. So I don't know how you set that balance. I think there's going to be a really good debate on that at some point soon, I hope. Um, And I'm, yeah, I say filibuster it. Well, you can change (laughs) the rules in the Senate with a majority. So they can actually get rid of it if they want to. So that, yeah, it's, it's doable. Even if you have a filibuster to prevent it, you can still get it done. So it's, um, it, I was listening to a piece on C-SPAN about it and they say, yeah, you can actually, if you chose to, and you had the majority, you, you could end the filibuster. So I don't know if I answered your question. I, I, well, I, I, you I guess know, I I mean, you have, you think the filibuster is more important than, uh, anything that can be achieved, uh, in the current session of Congress by getting rid of it in the Senate. So, uh, the wow, January Mike. 6th. Com- well, I mean, I mean, you know, make it, January make it 6th commission is, is like as important the as the filibuster. Um, election reform isn't as important. Infrastructure spending, uh, other forms of well, development. Those aren't as important. I said, it needed, I, I said I, it needed to be more difficult to do than it is currently. You, yeah, sure, you didn't, so I, I didn't give like a binary so long you didn't as, give a binary question. That's right, the but thing. so long as uh, Mitch McConnell is willing to stand up there and you know and and uh, uh, blather on and and uh, uh, you know, is that a pejorative get term? In the way, yeah, yeah. I don't blather? care much for, for for Mitch McConnell, but you know, so long as he's willing to get up there and talk, uh, you're okay with him stopping anything he doesn't like and yep. he's made it and, clear that he wants if, to stop everything president biden wants to do well and if he can't you know he needs to use the bathroom or leave the floor then it's then it's over and it goes to a vote i well, think that's that's the part that's missing so, I, assuming lindsey and, graham doesn't want to take up the gauntlet and speak for a while yep and they could do that all 50 right. 49 right um, so 50, right so long as they don't so, so long as there's at least 41 of them, they'll be able to get away with it. Well, but there's there's also peer pressure that happens. Uh, and also, I might put it in that while it's there's a filibuster, nobody in Congress gets paid. I mean, I'd, I'd make it painful for everybody so that there would be pressure to not do it. But wait, so that you could do it if it was valuable wait, to you. You'd change it so that if Congress is doing its if the Senate is doing its job and holding a debate, they shouldn't get paid. If there's a filibuster, I would I would withhold how, paychecks I, I, to I get them to, you, to how, come how to a vote. That, but <laughs> well, and you couldn't do it because guess who has to vote on withholding paychecks from right. Congress? Congress. Mm. So, but so but I'm just saying it needs to be much more painful than it currently is because right now it's just but, but it's it, ridiculous. Isn't peer pressure basically another way of saying Donald Trump? doesn't want this to happen and the the majority of voters in the Republican Party agree with him. So if you want to stay in power in the Republican Party, you've got to knuckle under and, and do as you're told. No, I'm talking about peer pressure within the group itself, that um, Congress people would be senators would be mad at each other because right. they weren't getting a paycheck because you're being a jerk. And Rand Paul is, the, the, you know, picking the, on Dr. Fauci again. And yeah. the way that peer pressure drove Liz Cheney out of her leadership role within the House Republican. Yeah. Well, you have to line you have to line up with the ability to do something with with the pressure. It has to be consonant. And that's not done very much in this country where the person that is creating the pain feels the pain. So it has to be internally consistent. So, and I, I think they need to really look at the filibuster and figure out how to do that. I can't give you all the answers 
on how to do it. But that's, I think, what has to happen. I don't know. The more we talk about this, the more I'm thinking we should just get rid of the filibuster altogether. Just have the Senate be straight majority rule, just like the House. I mean, we have two different uh, branches of the assembly and they both have to agree. And, you know, the the principles that that, you know, the, the organizing principles are of the House are simple population dynamics. But the, uh, you know, the Senate is by state. And so. You know, there are plenty of, of states that are controlled by Republicans uh, and that are, you know, having, uh, you know, have Republican senators. So uh, it's going to be a while before that viewpoint uh, has no sway in the Senate, I think. I think the uh, thing that this is this is something like the filibuster isn't something that we can just talk about the filibuster. The filibuster is part of the problem. Uh, but it is but getting rid of it is a short term fix. Uh, this is something that needs to be worked on systemically uh, going from voter um, vo- voter uh, rights um, like HR1 uh, going into how the Senate makes its rules um, going into like a lot of different areas about how power is used in Washington. And when you, look at it that way then i think yes at this point like like i said in the first half like you take away the filibuster because uh, the children aren't playing well with it um the thing is that if you if you make the filibuster into something else like you have to stand up or you have to do this or you have to but like i said vote openly or something like that there there will be ways around it People, people are designed to game the system. That's what we do. That's that's how. That's true. Humans operate. That we look for patterns. Our life's work. Yeah, I mean, just as a species, we look for patterns. We need patterns in our lives, and when we want to do something, then we figure out how to do it. That's why we're like we can just dominate the earth like this, you know. So. And why we can do all these amazing things because someone said, I want to go to the moon. Let's go. And then everybody says, okay, let's go. And they figured it out. But that also happens with political power. I want to do this. I want to make money off this. Okay, you can't do that. Well, I'll figure out a way I can. And so he did. The end. You know? Like so, when when we're talking about the filibuster, when we're talking about um, controls on Congress, controls on the Senate, things like that, then it has to be a constellation of changes. Um, but in general, right now, yeah, trash it, get rid of it. It's not doing it. It's not doing. It's not helping. It's not doing what it should. It's broken. Like they broke it. They the Senate broke the filibuster. So get yeah, they should they should stand up and get rid of it and then, you know, figure something else out. Oh, okay. I I think we might agree on that. Or at least you and I agree on that. Uh, I I don't know. I was just gonna say, yeah, yeah, we have three different positions on it. So or two different. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I wish that I wish I could agree with you more, Sue, because like I say, I, oh, I, I, I fear oh, the, the majority. The, the majority. Right? I don't oh. like it. I don't like the yeah. majority having all the power, even if it's like by one vote. But 
that's where we are right now. Like, if we want to do anything beneficial, then we need to take away that roadblock so we can actually do things. And then everybody can vote on the record because that's the major thing. Like I said, you need honesty in the voting. Like, if you can't vote Sunshine. on the record, then why even vote at all? Well, that makes sense, especially. Yeah. Some, sometimes you vote in secret so that people can vote without getting the political heat. Yeah. Right, but that's that's and, that's not something I want. Ways. Yeah, well, that's not something I want for my uh, elected representative because I want to be able to assess how they're actually uh, representing me. It's not the same as you know a private citizen voting, you know, you know, in the privacy of the ballot box, you know, in the voting booth. It's not the same. I want mm. them to make deals in secret. I'm sure. I'm okay with that. I want I want them to do like. Uh, backroom deals like hey if you vote for this then i'll give you this in your district or whatever yeah yeah do that that's how the thing that's how it works that's how it's designed to work really um but once once you figure that out and you're putting something to law then you need to put your name on it seems so like we going to the next topic <laughs> things like the um the impeachment i think that should have been secret vote <laughs> that's, oh, that's not a law. interesting that's not a law but yeah, oh, I see. I, I so think people the, could have voted for it and not get not get the heat. If yeah. they're the jury, then they sh then nobody should know how they voted. And that, uh, yeah, I I, I think uh, we would have found. Uh, if the, when the jury's unanimous, you know exactly how they voted. <laughs> exactly. Like, but if you if you're if you're trying to convict someone, or if you, if you're you're sitting in judgment of someone, then that should be a secret vote. Yeah. Well, the. Uh, uh, there were what seven votes to convict Trump at the most recent uh, impeachment trial, mm -hmm. right? Right. So you know, would another ten Republicans have voted uh, to convict in secret? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Probably, I think at least three more would have voted in secret. Definitely. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So we do seem to sort of hit a little little pause here. Um, so what was the other thing we wanted to talk about? Um, Media. MGM, Amazon. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the the Jeff Bezos Talk about the majority. <laughs> well, uh, uh, Jeff Bezos yeah. through Amazon buying MGM Studios, uh, and a lot of people have talked about that in terms of Amazon's acquiring James Bond. But a few people on Twitter have started giggling because, oh, if he does that, Jeff Bezos will control uh, all of the uh, uh, you know tapes going back years. From The Apprentice, which means they will have all yes. of the oh, outtakes. Oh, my really? Saying racist, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. And no. there's great outtakes, really bad outtakes, oh, allegedly, no. out there. They're never going to do Using all sorts. There's so I, money in it. I, I think Jeff Bezos might do it just because I don't think he likes Donald Trump very much. He might be yeah. like, Ooh. I don't know how much control Jeff Bezos has over that. That's I don't. Thing. I don't know. In the end, like, I don't he's, think that he's treated he... as synonymous with Amazon, but I don't know that he is. Yeah. But I don't know that he isn't really. I don't know that in the end, if he really wants something, I don't know if if, if he really wanted, you know, X, Y, or Z to be the policy at Amazon. If he's like, oh my God, you know, I I hate it that uh, we are require, you know, that that we're working people so hard that they have to urinate in bottles. So. Uh, you know, I insist that there be no bottles at any Amazon facility. <laughs> you know, 
I think at this point he would have to I think he might be say just like that, that out in public and say like he's the face of Amazon like I really want this to happen uh and then it would have to go through like shareholders and boards and whatever and Amazon is too big a company for one dude to say like this is the policy or this is what I want now What's how the much corporate of the control of Amazon I don't know how much he controls it's 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 not complete though you know it's publicly it's traded publicly traded um, yeah, I don't think he's been like directly in control of anything for years, uh, but yeah, I mean the big thing with with this, it is a very very um, corporate and very smart move on Amazon's part. I don't like it. I don't like consolidation of media, um, but uh, MGM was going out of business. Basically, they had no they they were running out of money. Um, and they have a huge library that can that people on Prime will be able to watch now. Uh, I think like seven thousand movies. I mean, it's it's almost like a hundred. It's a hundred years old. Like the MGM, yeah. it's one of the first movie studios. Yep. So some of the earliest movies in the industry will be owned by Amazon now. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> So, and I have no idea which movies those are because you know I I I can't really, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm James sure. Bond, I'm sure. Like he, like well, apparently, but that's just because like the media is telling me like, oh, James Bond. I'm like, okay, so he Jeff Bezos is going to pay nine billion dollars for James Bond. Okay, going back to the twenties, Jesus. Yeah. Um, it is. I mean, in the the latest ones, um. Let's see here. Oh, it's the hot tub time machine. Um, the the Hobbit uh, and uh, the um Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Uh, well, considering how much that like like Amazon is spending, like I think it was six hundred million dollars on developing a Lord of the Rings TV mm-hmm. series, you know, to air on their channel, and like like that's what they've spent. That getting the rights and setting it up for just the first season, basic instinct. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 going full force into a Lord of the Rings prequel that is wholly that it has nothing to do with the books. It's just using the book. It's it, you know what they're making a Lord of the Rings a Lord of the Rings show like the Mandalorian. They're just using yeah. the setting. Yeah set i think three or four thousand years before the events of like the hobbit and probably but this is going into an issue with media consolidation like uh and especially tech companies taking over media you have um at&t taking over warner brothers and and forcing them through corporate decisions like the uh the whole day and uh same day release of movies on in theaters and on HBO Max, that was a AT and T decision, like corporate decision. That had not, not, no one at Warner Brothers wanted that to happen, and they actually didn't tell any of the filmmakers. This is this is a they have been stumbling all over the place with with HBO and and with Warner Brothers stuff. I don't know what's going to happen with Amazon, and this is the thing is that they are. When a company buys out a media company, like, you know, like Disney bought Marvel, they are now in control of part of, you know, culture. 
and they are making capitalist decisions about art. Is that good or not? Now, in terms of Disney, there are some things that Disney has done in the name of making money that has preserved media for generations. And there are there are some decisions that they've made that have destroyed some media. You know, it's very it's a very sticky situation in that in terms of who owns culture and who who controls like what we see, how we see it, things like that. Well, it also uh, gives Disney the kind of cultural clout to uh, act with increasing impunity. Yes, um, and now I, I I realize that like uh, that may not carry as much weight in say China though give them time but <laughs> um uh, you know f- for example uh you know governor DeSantis in florida uh has you know signed legislation to um you know restrict voting rights and we've also passed some laws about ooh trans kids in sports and ooh that's bad uh yeah um you know and, and like actually signing one of those bills uh live on tv on fox um the thing is Disney has a lot of clout in Florida because mm-hmm. Disney World. And if Disney really cared about uh, voter suppression, about uh, uh, trans kids and any of that other stuff, you know, any of the things that, uh, you know, would signal that they're decent human beings or, you know, cared about <laughs> uh, uh, climate change and the DeSantis administration uh, trying to criminalize spreading information uh, that the state of Florida is collecting about coronavirus or about climate change, about the state taking action on policies to deal with climate change. Um, if Disney actually cared about that, uh, I don't think it'd be happening because uh, my understanding is Disney is a major contributor to uh, Republican politicians in yeah. Florida. So at the moment, they don't see any downside to that. And so long as you know, we keep watching, you know, Captain America and the Winter Soldier and whatever else uh, they want to churn out and ooh, more Mandalorian and ooh, everything else, then, you know. I'm kind of excited for Moon Knight. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, Oscar looks- Isaac is playing, is playing Moon Knight and he just released a, he just released a statement saying we are Moonlight Knight. So they're going to be talking about mental health, multiple multiple personalities. It's going to be pretty interesting. Anyway. I think, be, I think that could be really <laughs> fun and entertaining. Um, yeah. Is it, is it as important as allowing people in Florida to vote? Probably not, but whatever you know probably not no i i would give up moon night to to allow everybody in uh incarcerated to vote in florida right and until uh uh disney feels that pressure uh they're not going to do that yeah and i guess so long as abc news isn't going to cover that then i don't know am i being too cynical Sue, am i being too cynical <laughs> by the way i don't uh, know MGM space balls Oh no! Not Amazon again. will now own Spaceballs. Well, too much consolidation. We know where it goes. So, Spaceballs uh, too. Yeah, yep. I I do like um, <laughs> you know competitive markets that have lots of competition and everybody competes until there's no margin left, and it they all go out of business. So, anyway, wow, that's a whole that's a whole thing. <laughs> 
Yeah, not tonight. Not tonight. <laughs> but we're going to be live next week, so that's going to be really that's fun. Right. That'll be great. Right. Yeah. And hopefully we won't Let have uh, any you know awkward pauses in dead air, and I won't inadvertently drop a microphone or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> also, Barking um, dogs. Just so everybody knows. Breaking into my sunroom. <laughs> just so everybody knows, uh, we... Uh, since we are going to be live, we will be posting on the Facebook and on the Twitter during the show again. Uh, I will be posting links and uh, and citing things and being able to answer tweets and Facebook messages live during the show again. So facebook.com slash civil politics radio. Follow us at, at civil politics radio FM uh, and you'll be able to join in the fun. Well, uh, civil politics FM on Twitter. Yes. So, um, right. Well, we've got to, to shuffle off and let uh, Subculture come on at 8 o'clock, followed by uh, Mark with Table of Contents at 10, and DJ Panic doing OK Asia at midnight. Uh, John, our hardworking producer, will uh, have a uh, podcast of this version out on the various services by probably Monday morning. And Monday afternoon at 4, uh, we'll rebroadcast of this. We'll go out over the airwaves again from Valley Free Radio. So you should totally listen to that all over again. But that's going to do it now for Civil Politics uh, here on Valley Free Radio. Thanks for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.